I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey! I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace, and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before, and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Hey Spirit. Listen, you never know who you're going to really run into in life, right? And especially on Hey Spirit, I never know who I'm going to read. I find out their name when I pop up on the screen and I see their name. This week, I had the honor of being connected with another light worker. His name is Ricky Mina. Now, I had no idea who Ricky was. And you can get out your phones right now and start looking them up on Instagram, Ricky Mina. He does amazing, amazing work. Wait until you see how this unfolded until how I kind of find out of what he does. I still did not know what he does. I had to look him up. So I hope you guys really enjoy and really listen to how the reading unfolded. And more importantly, the two people that came through, there is not a shot in the dark that there's any way, whether you know who Ricky Mina is or not, that you would think about these two very special young people that came through in Ricky's reading. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode of Hey Spirit. God bless. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share my gift with you today. 
Oh, I mean, thank you. Seriously. I always like mm-hmm. to give a speech on how I reconnect with the souls of the departed, but more importantly, what my wish is for you today. So I find it very interesting. You know, I always like to acknowledge as I give my speech to someone and I heard, I felt that there was a father energy stepping forward. Now for me, when I feel energies, it could be father, uncle, grandfather, someone like a dad to you, father-in-law. But I heard And I don't know what this means. When spirit has me say things, you have to place it on how it fits in your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I heard that you are very much like me where we want to change or save the world, but we can't. And what I've learned is that even through what I do, my job is just to interpret the information. You Mm -hmm. have the hard part to take all of the information, the lessons, the tools, the validations that your loved ones give you and place it to help you to make tomorrow a little bit easier. I hope with each reading that I do with every episode that I air with Hey Spirit, maybe my television show, that it is changing people and that it is changing the world in some small way. I usually typically don't do this, but I keep, first of all, do you understand the father figure that is uh, stepping forward for you? I kind of do. How do you connect with the number three? Are there three oh father-like gosh. souls on the other side? Or are there three? Or how do you so, connect with the number three? I'll show you this tattoo that I have. That's the Roman oh. numeral three on my wrist. I'm the third. But not like my dad doesn't have a middle name. So technically on paper, I'm not the third. But I am the third Ricardo. But you could say... Listen, that's all I care about, as long as you understand it. So whether if it's great-grandfather, grandfather, stepping forward, because I do mm-hmm. feel like that there's a soul present that you never met. Would that be correct? Yeah, there's, on my mom's side, there's a a grandfather that, that passed, I don't think I met. I feel like it's important because I wanted... I, I kept feeling the need from the father en- energies to ask you, and you also have a grandmother that has departed as well? Mm-hmm. She dotes over you and it's almost like, here he is. And I feel like she's pinching your cheeks and like, oh, here's my little Ricky, you know? So yeah, whatever spirit makes me feel when I'm working is what I say. They Mm -hmm. want me to ask you to share your journey with me. Like what it is that, that drives you. And I've never, ever have done this before. Usually I like spirit to come through give all the validations, but I felt from the second I saw you, there was this need to, for you to share who you are, what it means to do God's work. (sighs) So pretty incredible. I mean, I don't know if you want me to kind of like give you like kind of give away like what I do for a living or any of that kind of thing. You you, you don't have to. I am perfectly fine with leaving it at that. And then we can continue. I just want spirit to kind of do a little bit more because you did say that. So I'll, I'll let them work a little bit harder. No, I will say that my grandmother figure, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now, the last seven years of my life is because of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that she did is she stepped forward. She squeezed my cheeks and was patting me. And it was almost like the second you entered the room, you could make everything go away. Who lost the child? Cause she holds a child. So, but then I see children behind her. So sometimes, oh um, did someone have like a miscarriage or maybe a termination? My mom. Okay. So know that the child that did not get the opportunity to walk here in the physical world, know Mm -hmm. that she has safe with her on the other side. And how do you connect with the number 10? It's the month of October. 
Okay. It's the it's the month that she passed. She makes me feel like that your experience today is all about validating your faith. <laughs> oh God. And I, and and I said to her, I said, well, I don't, I don't understand that. I said, I understand, you know, especially with the pandemic, especially if somebody loses someone, they might lose their faith. And she mm-hmm. looked at me and with tears in her eyes, and she said, I want you to know the tears, Ricky, are of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. She says, he sits in front of you, but he is the most incredible, selfless young man that you will ever meet. She says, and things have never been easy for him. She makes me feel like, listen, people can say, I've been through this, we've been through that, right, Ricky? Like, no matter what it is. But she makes me feel like that nothing, nothing in the world could keep you down, but more importantly, stopping you, and if you don't mind me using this term, from doing God's work. So whether, however, you help people, restore people's faith, make people believe in themselves or being able to forget about their problems for just one moment and just truly being able to live in the moment. And how your grandmother got me to say that was that that's something that I work on so hard in living in the moment Mm -hmm. without letting everything else, uh, and I just want to be, I can do it when I work. Yeah. But when I don't work, it's really, really hard. And I have to, I struggle with that. So I don't know what it is, how you teach, what you teach, how you guide people, but I feel like it's important because how you allow people to do that. And then she makes me feel like, and your wife, (laughs) Yeah. she goes, Teresa, she goes, She's so beautiful, but she shows me her soul. And it's like the beauty that her soul possesses is, ah, it's just like, it's almost like you just want to hug her and kiss her. And she's like, she's like, I am so happy that you decided, Ricky, to allow her to love you and not to be afraid of being loved the way that you deserve to be. Yeah, this is, uh, my wife, my wife saved my life pretty much. So (gasps) yeah, the work I do is pretty difficult. Did your wife come into your life after your Nana passed? Well after, yeah. Because she made me feel like she was responsible for you finding her or for your oh. wife being placed in your path. And I feel like, cause I, I don't even know. I don't think I've ever had this Ricky. I'm like looking at your, like she's making me feel like, but I feel like I see your grandmother like in, I, I don't mean to sound creepy or weird, but it's almost like, but I feel like how your grandmother was maybe that childlikeness or like saying to you, you know how grandpa like go be whoever you want to be. You want to be a dog walker. Then you yeah. go be the best dog walker yeah. out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that's what your wife is to you. And, yeah. and wait a minute, you're, I don't, do you have like an uncle or a good friend that who was the young male that departed? Oh man, there, there's, there's a few, but I'm just going to say this because literally looked at me and said, 
how do you know any of this? <laughs> They're like, Ricky is very private. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, because this is what you guys make me feel like. I can't explain how I do what I do. So yeah. fair enough that you're very private, especially with your personal life or maybe especially with your wife. Yeah, with my wife and my personal, personal life, I try mm -hmm. to keep that off of social media. But oh. like the work that I do is like well known on social media. But there's a compartmentalize that you have to do. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Are you Spider-Man? Yes. A couple of uh, weeks ago, I believe it was, somebody had mentioned you to me, someone from my team. They were like, you got to see this work that this guy does. It's incredible what he does. Uh -huh. blah, blah, blah. It's like, wow, that's fascinating. That's amazing that someone just gives, you know, all of their time, right, mm -hmm. to – and. I had no idea that you were going to be part of my podcast. Yeah. So it's just crazy because you uh, mentioned a second ago that, you know, my Nana and, and we figured mm -hmm. out that that's, that's her spirit coming through. And she's the one that put me on this path to do this the last seven years. But one thing that struck a chord with me outside of like the million other things that you've said already is the the kids standing behind her. Oh my God. I didn't even put that. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I'm at uh, with my struggles and all that. So, um, but my, my Nana, yeah, my Nana, uh, she came to me in a vision after she passed. It was in my dream. And she basically like told me to do the work of Spider-Man and I had never, you know, dressed <gasps> in tights. Oh, Mike. So here we are talking about restoring your faith. Yes. Now I understand in the very, very beginning why your loved ones are like, you got to let him, you got to let him. And I literally started to write Spider because I was like, why do I feel like I'm missing something? So this yeah. is what I started to write when I was like, wait a minute, are you like, I saw this flash of somebody telling me about this incredible person that they saw on Instagram that does this work with children and dresses mm -hmm. up as Spider-Man. Long story short, I dress as, for the last seven years, I've been suiting up as, as Spider-Man. And so I, I uh, visit kids who are terminally ill, battling life-threatening illness, uh, special needs, just all types of children in need that you can imagine. And I've seen over 15,000 kids in the world. And what I do is I come into their lives to build strong bonds and relationships, friendships, to enhance the quality of their lives. So there's sometimes I'm there for just a five minute visit in a hospital because I'm going room to room. I do personal visits at home. Um, but what sometimes I will visit a child and without knowing it, I'll be friends with them as Spider-Man for the next three years. And I'm holding them as they pass away. Where you said uh, losing my faith is because in 2017, I happened to it just it's just the way that things happened. Uh, I held two kids who passed away in my arms two weeks apart from each other. A little bit after that, I got hit. I mean, I got hit so hard, like a switch went off with mental illness, uh, PTSD, anxiety, depression. But I I started to lose my faith as well. And uh, I've actually researched I've actually researched you uh, in this room. Yeah, because I wanted to know, you know, to be honest, to be very candid here. Yeah. I've been I've been attacked by uh, social media uh, certain times by the Christian community. Uh, because it's like, oh, you know, cause I would have dressed up for Halloween or stuff like that 
four kids. And it's like, well, you're dressing up on this holiday. That's not for God. And you're not a Christian and this and that. So there's been a lot that's hard for me to take in because I'm literally what I do is like, I, I don't like make much money from this. I struggle financially. I've been doing this for seven years. I've been in the trenches with kids since I started this and it's always been genuine. And the one thing I feel like I've been doing more than the actual work is trying to prove myself to the world. And I hate that part of it. What did spirit have me say to you 20 minutes ago before we even got there? And I'm glad I stopped you at that moment. It was almost like your loved ones were already setting this up for this to happen of like letting you know, like, look, we're here. And I'm going to say this to you. That is the one thing, Ricky, that I learned a very, very long time ago is I am not here to prove anything to anybody. I will never prove or defend my gift to anyone. That Mm -hmm. is not what I'm about. I'll use this as an example. Confession, right? So what I learned and how I, it took me over five years to incorporate my gift with my faith and what I struggled with. So I was getting tired of going to confession and saying, I'm still talking to dead people, father. (laughs) I I, literally, because there is, so what I, I use that example because I don't go to confession. Mm-hmm. I go maybe once a year, maybe I go every two years, whatever I feel I need to. But what I do is I take what gives me strength from my faith. Mm-hmm. I take what, what my faith builds me, mm-hmm. not what destroys me. If it makes me anything, what makes me feel bad or sad about myself, I put in God's hands. Got you. This is not how... And listen, I don't think I've ever shared that with anyone and what I, how I incorporated my faith with my gift. Yeah. And, and And I think it's easy, very easy for people to place judgment, mm -hmm. to accuse people of whatever it is that they feel to. So I always say, Ricky, if it makes you feel better, and I say this to all the naysayers, right? If it makes you feel better about yourself by saying something bad or negative about me, go right ahead. Cause I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. The worst thing that's going to happen is for a second, I'm going to go, really? Was that really necessary? All right. That hurt my feelings. The work that you do is encouraging, loving. I want to ask you this because remember when I asked you earlier about the, the young uh, male that was stepping forward, mm-hmm. I feel like one of them was a little bit older that passed away. Is that correct? Older than the kids I normally see, yes. Yes, because I mm-hmm. felt like like they kept showing me like little kids, like under the age of ten, mm. and then and then I felt like I was oh I'm thirteen or like I'm fifteen, like I felt like I was older. Yeah, there's one um, in particular, eighteen years old. Okay, and that was that strike of where you felt that closeness. Is that correct? Like it was almost like you felt like you lost a child. A brother. Yep. So when I said to you earlier, know that that was him. Now, this is before any of this was said. Is that correct? Yeah. Who was the young male that passed? I felt as if you lost a part of your soul. So sometimes it could be a child, a sibling, whatever it is. But you felt the day that that young boy died. Mm Mm-hmm that you lost a part of your soul. And I'm going to say this to you. You thought about stopping doing what you do, he just told me. 
Yeah, I did. Because of that. And he made me feel like he is the one that gave you that strength, that little nudge. No, you got to keep doing what you're doing. You're going into these children's rooms and you're trying to give them hope or peace or telling them it's going to be okay. You know what he just said to me? He goes, please tell Rick that I am okay, that he did not lie to me. He told me that I was going to be okay and that I was going to be at peace. He says, it just wasn't the peace that we and the okay that we prayed for. But my soul is with God in his home and I am at peace. And there truly is a heaven. He keeps showing me rainbows and like Skittles. So there has to be something oh where, you had a con- where you had a conversation with him about rainbows and Skittles, about what the other side would be like. I met him when he was uh, 16 and he was battling leukemia. And this is a kid who like in Oakland, California, which is a very like, you know, people frown upon that area. It's a hard place oh. to survive. He was very like well known for how inspirational he was. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he worked hard at everything he did, played sports. Then he got cancer and it changed everything until until what happened. But uh, I got closer with him than anyone else. I, I actually was not wearing my Spider-Man suit after the first time I met him. We found out we lived two exits away from each other. And so his mom said, hey, you want to come over and play PlayStation, hang out? So I would go be Spider-Man in the day and then my off time, I would go over there and just hang out with him. And then it turned out we just became like brothers. And so when it at the very towards the end. I found myself taking on a role that I never thought I would as far as like, I felt like I was a literal, like earthly vessel of what faith is or what God wants. Like I'm an example and I wasn't even trying to be. And so I just was there for him and I would just pray, pray with him, pray with him. And at the very end, like it just really, I got teary eyed right there because at the end, he had like 40 members of his family, 30 members of his family. and But I was there like holding his head, coaching him. He just him. made me feel like you were the one that told him that it was okay to let go and that he yes. was going to be okay and just for him to breathe. But he also just told me that there were moments, Ricky, that you never really thought that he was going to die. Like mm-hmm. you knew he was, but like deep in your soul, it was almost like we you thought like that he was going to be saved some way. And you literally felt his soul leave the physical body. You felt his Mm -hmm. soul leave and move right through you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So know that he says, I want to thank you for releasing my soul here in the physical world and allowing me to leave with the dignity and grace that I deserved. How do you connect with baseball? Did he like baseball? I played baseball. I played, um, that was my first love in life. I asked him to validate that I interpreted correctly. And he told me, he actually had me start to write baseball. And I don't know why he, you know, cause I, <laughs> I didn't want to call you, he literally had me call you Rick, which I didn't call you. You know, I, I could see cause your name, it's my name, your name. And then Alex's <laughs> who produces the podcast. So it's here. Like, so that's how I know your name is Ricky. <laughs> but, and he's like, Rick, like he wanted me to call you everything, but. Like, I wouldn't refer to you as Spider-Man, but it was more like, hey, Rick. Like, yeah. hey, Rick. Like, it wasn't Ricky. It's, hey, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Are there moments, Ricky, that your phone, like, I don't know if there are pictures of him or, like, on your phone, like, a picture of him will just randomly pop up. Or, like, a song that he liked will just randomly come on for no reason. Yeah, there's times where, like, the TV, like, the you know, there's a show or something or a song, like you said, will come on. That used to happen a lot after he, right after he passed. 
and uh, like stuff like that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. That is and was his soul. When a soul, when we don't connect with a soul the same way that we did when they first departed, maybe as often, it doesn't mean that they're not with us. It mm -hmm. means that they're able to communicate with us in stronger ways. He literally makes me feel like, because I feel like I could see him standing right behind you. So do you feel as if someone's behind you or are there times where you feel someone's right next to you and there's yeah. nobody there? Yeah. Yeah. Know that that's him. Know yeah. that that is him. I just asked your Nana why? Because I, 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 I see the, the this young man here. Was there also a young girl that passed as well? Oh, my gosh. Because she steps forward. And the reason why this is important, before I want to, before I bring her forward, is because all your ancestors, I'm just going to use this term ancestors. I typically never use that term. But I feel like there's all of these people that you've never even met maybe great-grandparents, that you didn't have bonds and relationships, they all salute you with pride of how proud they are of you, but more importantly, the man that you've become. And I don't know if there's this fear, because all I keep hearing is, and this is what this, this girl, the little girl that died just told me, she says, you tell him he's going to be a great dad. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> So are you struggling with having children or not, not knowing if you want to have children or you're expecting a child? Because I keep feeling like this is so important because you have, listen, I don't mean to sound corny, but they're like, you are the most amazing, loving person and that any child would be blessed to have you as their father. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so I have not told the world about this at all because it's something I don't, didn't want people to debate over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really need that in my life. But my wife and I, we had a conversation a couple of years ago about having kids, and we actually tried it. We tried for a while, and nothing, you know, did, nothing happened. But you know, we're unsuccessful. And then two years later, we, we now say to each other, we're, we're thankful that we were unsuccessful, but my, my reasoning. And I think my wife, like you said, she's very supportive. Like sometimes I got to tell her, like, if I have a crazy idea that I want to go be a painter, but that's a bad idea. Tell me like, it's a bad <laughs> idea. Don't just be like, yeah, go ahead, man. But anyways, <laughs> she, she, she kind of just went along, but I was like, I felt like I was too, um, like, I, I don't want to say damaged, but like, my mental illness is very like hard. it's it's a trying thing in my life because of this mission. Uh, but visiting as many kids as I have over the last seven years and then seeing like the best to the very extreme worst in my arms, you know, um, it's like it's hard to fathom. Like I'm scared to be a dad or try because, number one, I don't want to allow the negative sides of my mental illness to kind of spill onto so, so much innocence like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, but two, I feel like I'd be the worry, the most worried dad, you know, because I've just been so tainted mm -hmm. by what other families are going through. I don't think there is anything in life that we're ever prepared for. Mm -hmm. And I think being a parent is one of them. You know, we always say, how are we going to do this? How am I going to be a parent? How are we going to afford this? Right. But <laughs> things always work out. And um, I think that it is. It's very, very hard, especially doing what you do. But I'm going to say this. You have this amazing gift and you do what you do. Like you said, it's like, it's not for monetary reasons. Yeah, definitely. 
people don't realize how hard it is. And I'm going to say this to you. You probably make what you do look very, very easy. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, it is the hardest thing. I get a lot of Make-A-Wish requests. And I would literally say to Make-A-Wish, don't let them, I will go visit them. I will do whatever, but don't waste their wish on me. Like, let them do something more extraordinary. <laughs> and, you know, I think a little kindness goes a very, very long way. Oh, yeah. Mental illness is a struggle. Mm-hmm. And I always say this depression and anxiety is so complicated because it affects everyone so differently. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it can come in many ways, different forms and how we handle it. Sometimes we need medication. Sometimes the medication doesn't work. Uh, you know, it's, believe me, I've been through it with my daughter, uh, myself at times. Mm-hmm. And I just think that for you, Ricky, don't ever give up. Thank you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. When I see white and golden light, that is my symbol for God. Mm-hmm. And for me, I can feel his presence. Mm-hmm. And I feel the emotion that you are more grounded and more put together than you actually think it at times. Yeah, I don't give myself enough credit for sure. You're way, look, way too hard on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us probably are, right? Don't ever stop being you. I, I want to say, don't stop doing what you do. That's not for me to say, or even right. your loved ones. So I'm going <laughs> to say this to you. Don't ever stop being you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This young man, I'm going to call him a young man. He shows so much pride with you. Like because of who you are, mm-hmm. I didn't feel alone. I felt like I had someone who that I could call my friend, but that I could share anything with. Yeah. He, uh... he goes, Teresa, we talked about things. He says that my mom still doesn't know about, and she yeah. better not Ricky. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I was just telling my wife that last night, you know, that like if he shut up. Yeah. I was telling her like, his name's Daryl. So I said, uh, if Daryl comes through, I wonder, like, you know, because, like, me and his story was like an open book. Like, he was so, we were so out there wow. on social media. He told me that you spoke at his funeral. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He said it was the most amazing and beautiful tribute, Teresa, that anyone <laughs> could give someone. He says, and I want to thank you, man, for that. Oh my God. Like what the heck? Like no one, no one that's, that is not on social media. So, (laughs) and you cannot Google that. What's crazy about Daryl is that if you can Google Daryl and if you had his last name, you could, he he would pop up. Who knows about Daryl? This is the point. That's what I'm saying. This is is my point. Nobody knows. Like nobody knows about it. And and I want to, I want to be able to take a few moments, you know, at the end of the, the, this experience, I want you to share all of, you know, your social media tags, if you want to, because I feel like that there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that Mm -hmm. would absolutely support what you do. I mean, I feel so honored to be a part of being able to share my gift with you because there's that part, like, you know, I love visiting and volunteering and doing what I can for my community and what you do it's so special. It's so Spider-Man suit or not, it is so special and so, so needed. And the fact that you shared where you would be, I'll use the term ridiculed or put down for what you do, or, uh, you know, any type of negativity thrown your way is absolutely mm-hmm. absurd. That's why I don't read a lot of my social media. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't read a yeah. lot of the comments I post. And that's it. I do what I have to do. I have people that monitor my social media because you know why? I take, Ricky, if you take nothing else from what I had to say to you, take this. I take a lot of time to create amazing positive energy for myself and for my, my family. I am very careful who I choose to share that energy with. I have no time for negativity. And like I said to you earlier, if it makes someone else feel better about themselves to make fun of me or say negative things about me, go right ahead. But you talk to the millions of people that have what I do changes their life. And you can say the same thing. And whether if it's five people, Ricky, or five million, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If somebody in their life can say, because of what I did, change someone's life for the better 
or made someone smile or feel good about themselves or changed the way they looked at themselves. If every person in this world can say that about one person that they mm. did that to, what a very different world we would live in, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it takes a lot more strength to be, I'm going to say normal. <laughs> I was going to say different, but... <laughs> You know, so don't you ever stop being you because of someone else. But I do want to address this little girl that stands here because she's so sweet. Oh my and gosh. She's, yeah. She stands next to the to, to, to the young man and she is just the cutest thing. And she is just like so happy. I almost feel like she's blushing over you. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I think I know who it is. I would think it's maybe a little girl named Zamora. Did you just recently speak to her parents? I don't care whether if it's on social media or you oh just had God. contact with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, validating, yes, it is her. So when souls do things like this, it validates that when you were communicating with them, her soul was with you at that exact moment. How do you connect with puppies or dogs or animals with her? I don't know, did she have a special stuffed animal or did she have a, a, a pet? She had a lot of pets. I mean, oh. her... Yeah, she had like multiple dogs and her mom, oh, her okay. mom, yeah, like they, yeah, they had a lot of pets. Just to validate that it is her. And yeah. she is arguing with the, with Daryl that you were her favorite, that she oh my was your favorite. I just said to her, I go, I am not saying that. And Daryl, Daryl literally looked at me and went, tell him. He's going to love it. I always tell my wife and I always say, I love all the kids I meet. I love right. all the yep. kids I meet. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I always say the Zamora and Daryl <gasps> were the two that really impacted me the most. And they were so powerful of souls that I feel like they were just, they were not almost not human. Like seriously, the, the, the light and glow that they had, I, I feel like they were just physical embodiments of angels in this realm. Like I seriously feel wow. like that. Yeah. And I, I felt that throughout our journey. And then even more so after they, they left this world, uh, because I felt that that amount of emptiness when they when they left. And this is something the world doesn't know either. Uh, I went all the way to London to meet Zamora. She's from where I'm from, the Bay Area, California. But I went all the way there to meet her because she was battling a terminal brain tumor. Daryl was still alive. This they died uh, like two weeks apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And so she, I had her in London on a video chat and I've always wanted to do this with them, but I never got a chance for them to meet personally. So I turned the camera and for a moment, her and Daryl got to talk and it's one of the most special moments of my oh, journey. my God. Yeah. It was like two, two of the most powerful souls ever, like interacting with each other over video and they got the chance to, and I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Well, this is a moment that I will never, because here they stand right next to me, the two of them. And she glows and dotes and blushing and she's arguing that she is your favorite. And it's almost like, <laughs> step aside, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is I'll, I'll just kind of reiterate not to go. So I have yeah, a tattoo. No, no. I have a tattoo underneath. You can't see because my beard is kind of covering it. But uh -huh. it's Daryl's handwriting that says the word brother. And I, I got, he got my handwriting that says brother on his forearm um, oh tattooed. But then right here, oh wait, on the other side, there's a Z with a, with a moon, like a half moon shape Ooh. that's dark uh, tattooed on my neck. That's Zamora Moon because her last name was Moon. 
So I have, oh my they're God. the only, they're the only two kids that I have a tattoo after because like our, I'm still family with their families. After you just said, how many thousands of children have you visited? How in God's name would I know about that? The two children that you yeah. have tattooed on you that stand here. I don't care what anyone says. You can't yeah. make this shit up. No, you can't. You can't. You and not only that, can't. You cannot I, make this up. I kind of felt like, you know, I was ner- I was very nervous for today because I didn't really? know. Yeah, because there's so many kids that I've known that passed away. There's so many kids. Well, here it was. Your Nana, all of the kids behind. I saw them and I didn't know what it was. And I, I thought it maybe at first, maybe there were multiple miscarriages, but she showed me the one and then she says the children. And then that's when we got into this whole thing. And this is the thing that I, I absolutely am blown away by because fair enough that things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Timing. I've been talking about this forever. Timing is everything. Us meeting for the first time and connecting like this, I don't think is going to be the last time that we are going to be connected. Well, can I just for, say something really quick? reasons. Yeah. I messaged your Instagram page after, so those kids passed away in 2017. Then I started battling mental illness pretty serious, but was still visiting kids, still managing. Mm-hmm. I never have stopped. The pandemic's the only thing that forced me to, to stop, mm-hmm. uh, physically at least. And so right. in 2019, I came home from a visit. I was feeling very emotional. I had already, me and my wife were already married at this point. I turned on the TV to kind of unwind. My days were over early. So there you were on the TV. And I said, I'm going to watch this. And you did. I forgot what it was, but it had me like crying, you know. (laughs) And I was like, Daryl's out there somewhere. And so I I said, man, this, I said, this woman's probably the only, I've been to so many therapists, this and that. And that's, that's one part. And I'm not saying they don't work, but I said, I need something else deeper because I feel like no one understands me. And so Mm -hmm. And so I turned it on. There you were. And I wrote you a message in 2019, November of November of 2019 to your inbox that never got read. And it just said, hey, you know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to meet you. I just said, I hope we cross paths someday because I feel like you're the only person that could help me heal. And so here we are in 2022 and we're about to move from Vegas because it just didn't work here. It's not the place for us. I feel like I don't feel like this was the place for us, but we're going to like Sparks, which is outside of Reno. And I'm in my barber chair last week and I get this message from your direct message or your, from your page on Instagram. And it was your crew oh. saying, yeah, saying, saying, Hey, let's email. And I'm like, I thought, it, I thought you got hacked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People always think that they're always like, this is a scam. <laughs> but, but the first thing you said when we got on here was that you're, that my, my Nana it said that it was to validate, to validate, to bring, yeah. to help me with my faith. Uh, this is something that I've been stronger in the last, I want to say a few months, but has been the overall, like, kind of like the foundation of my faith has been shaken because, you know, you ask these questions. I've, I was very much into my faith and well, why would God allow this? I've watched the ugliness firsthand. Why, yeah. how, how can I justify this to families and moms and dads that are crying and say, why my son, why my daughter? And so it just, it just got me in a place where I was lost for a long time. But, uh, this, this came at a time that was just like, 
like, holy hell, like I didn't need you when I was at my weakest, Teresa. I needed you to re I'm at my, I'm at one of the moments I feel like I'm about to do something. I don't know what it is stronger than I ever have in this world. Mm -hmm. And you're here to kind of like just boost that. I'm so excited to have met you and to have this opportunity to really see who you are. And I have so many things running through my head. Like I hope we get to, I get to work with you maybe one day with a family or go with you to a, to a hospital to visit someone. I'm even thinking I'd love to have you back out on the podcast and do something a little bit different of not just channeling someone's loved one, but maybe talking about your experience, say, but really more talking about your uh, struggles with mental illness. I think that that's something that um, I think a lot of us can connect with, especially in these times, and uh, that a lot of people can learn from. And I think it would also maybe also help you also. You know, I say this all the time. I don't need emails from therapists. Therapist is great. I have a therapist. And a lot of times what I do kind of, there's just that moment that where it just kind of puts everything in perspective. Like it just, all the dots just fit. It's like all the puzzles finally fit. All the pieces finally fit. And I feel like that's the point for you today. Like things like actually make a little bit sense. Like I almost feel like rejuvenated. Like it gave me that strength to continue and to go on. And I think that this is probably just the beginning of a very unique friendship between you yeah. and I, where I, I, I can see things. This is not the one and only time that we will meet. It's just so refreshing to meet someone on yeah. with your influence that, that is so genuine. You are what you see. You get what you get. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not people. I people would say to like my friends. I'm still friends with uh, my high school friends when I'm 14, and they'll say one of them's a pilot, and he goes, "I get all the time. Oh, she can't be that dramatic." And he goes, "You know what? You're right. She's far more dramatic in person." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it is what it is. Like I'm not. I don't know any different. And I'm going to say this to you. The reason why I think this needs to also be where we're going to have more conversations together is because I do feel that a lot of things that you're struggling with also is because you have special gifts as well. You're empathic. You take on other people's emotions and things like that. So that's a little hard to kind of sort through. I believe we all have that connection with our own departed loved ones, but sometimes people like myself and others, maybe not to certain extremes, but also in between where we have the ability to feel other people's emotions, sense and feel things that other people aren't. And I think it's very, very important to realize that that's a special gift. It's nothing to make a, even to make a big deal about. Or nothing, you know, just embrace it as the moment of, you know what, this is a hug from heaven. This is a hug from them, them letting me know that they're okay, that they're with me, that they're still loving, guiding, and protecting me from the other side. And sometimes that's just enough. But it's hard to carry the emotions of what you feel. The fact that Daryl validated that you felt his soul leave that physical body is something that... I don't think many people understand, mm-hmm. but you know what you felt in that room. Yeah. It, t- it was enough to take a piece of my soul. Like you said in the beginning, it took years for me to get back like a sense of like, okay, I'm still Ricky. You know, mm-hmm. it took, it took a while. I struggled with my gift a lot. I used to just say to myself at the end of the day, I'm just Teresa Caputo. And I talk to dead people. I still live right next door to where I grew up. My parents still live right next door. I haven't moved. People are like, why didn't you awesome. move? I go, where am I going to go? I go, my parents are right next door. I don't want to go anywhere. Like, I said, right. when I run out of butter, I just go next door. Like, 
right. you know, I, I just, I mean, this is just, I love what I do. I know this is my soul's journey. This is what I was meant to do. And I just have, I, I, this is why I thank everyone that follows. I even say follows. It's so weird to even say, oh, just supports I what I do. Yeah. Like what just supports what I do, because I wouldn't be able to continue to do the work without them. And the other thing that I love is that people are going to become so, so if, if you don't mind sharing with everyone who you are, what you do and, and how maybe they can contact you if they have a loved one or a child of their own that they would love to have you come and visit. I dress as uh, Spider-Man and I don't dress as Spider-Man but from an entertainment like uh, base. I kind of, I do it as a therapeutic, I take a therapeutic approach in visiting children who are uh, battling life-threatening illness, terminal illness, special needs on the spectrum, uh, even bullied children, um, children in need in general. Anyone can contact, I built a foundation called Heart of a Hero. Oh, yeah. And so um, that's an actual nonprofit 501c3. So people can go to heartofahero.org and just kind of see the more like, I guess you could say the more professional side. Uh, mm-hmm. There's less there's less of my face on there. Uh, more more Spider-Man. And my wife dresses up as Spider-Gwen as well. Does she really? Yeah, she's also a teacher in the daytime, so that's where she's oh at now. God. Well, well, yeah. I'm, 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 I just—I don't mean to interrupt you, but you said "Heart of a Hero," and what did your loved ones do? They all stood and saluted you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Un- I, I just unbelievable, Un- unbelievable. Yeah, and um, so yeah, "Heart of a Hero" is the organization name. It's very easy to find. Um, and then, if you wanted for a more like personal, in-depth. Uh, view at like what these kids are going through their stories more like I'm more like a journalist uh mm-hmm. with with permission of course from all okay. these families mm-hmm. um you just go to if you just search Ricky Mena R I C K Y M E N A on Facebook or Instagram I'm the one with the little blue check next to my name on those Oh okay yeah and then um yeah you could just message me there I I prefer people email the heart of a hero mm-hmm. one that's what I'm trying to get to but That's the, what you do yeah, because people like I've been so personable that over the last seven years that people will just my inbox, my personal inbox fills up. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to yeah. miss anybody's message. You know, email is the best way. Sometimes no matter how, like you said before, whether if it's five minutes or five hours, you can change oh. someone's life. Oh, change my gosh. Someone's life. Change someone's life. Yeah. And I, Ricky, I, I do believe in a higher power. I believe that things happen when they're supposed to. And more importantly, there is no such thing as a coincidence. And I consider it an honor and a privilege to do what I do, but to be able to be placed in your path and to be able to be in your space and see all the amazing work that you do and, and hopefully do something together in the future is just so exciting. So yeah, I hope so. Oh, de- definitely. I definitely, I would love to have you back uh, to, to talk about, because again, I don't know anything about uh, your backstory, about, you know, uh, your mental illness or struggles. And I yeah. think that I was very also candid and open about that through the pandemic. Uh, my daughter struggled very badly uh, mm-hmm. with it and uh, had struggled before the pandemic as well. And then 
relapsed pretty bad during that time and have always been very open um, and willing to discuss that. And I think you said something earlier that it's so nice to be connected with people that are real. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I know that could benefit a lot of people listening right now. So I'd mm-hmm. love to have you back. It'll be a very different episode. Uh, this episode of Hey Spirit will most certainly be very different as well. But I feel like it's not just going to stop here. I feel like that we're, we could just do some pretty amazing things. So I look forward to reconnecting with you. What a true honor. And the work that you do, God bless. Uh, God bless you too. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Ricky Mena, a.k.a. Spider-Man, and I'm from the Bay Area, California. Within less than a minute of the session with Teresa, I was in tears already because she already tapped into things that no one else could know. And I feel like that was a challenge specifically with me because I have so much out there on social media myself. And that was kind of a worry, but every validation that had came through was pretty interesting because it was something that was very unique and not shared online. It blew me out of the water. A specific moment was when she mentioned the two children spirits who were kind of like in a joking way, trying to debate with each other on saying, you know, I'm Rick, I'm Ricky's favorite. And that, that moment really got to me uh, because that was exactly, it's exactly what I actually worry about myself now. Even in my house, like I have a picture of both of those children in my home. And if I put one in the front room and the other one like out of sight, kind of, I feel like this weird, like, ah, oh, you can't do that. You got to put them both in front because I don't want uh, either of those kids to feel like, you know, one or the other was the favorite per se. So I thought that was funny that they came through and, and, and joke like that, because even when I don't express that out loud to my wife, that's very much a thought process that I have. But when they were alive, they were two kids who, I mean, shoot, they were so powerful in their own way. And I visited both of them and gave them equal time, which was a lot of my time. And, you know, they met once on a video chat because I was, you know, I made that happen. And it's just like uh it just it just really seems like that would totally 100% be their relationship uh wherever they are now. So it's just amazing.
I believe either the first or second spirit that came through was my grandmother, who I refer to as Nana. You know, I was kind of hoping that she came through because, you know, what sent me into this whole Spider-Man journey was this dream that I had, an actual dream that I had when I fell asleep and like basically showed me like the way of being Spider-Man and I woke up and made it happen. But, you know, I've always been curious about like, is that just a dream that felt real and I just took it to the next level? Or was that actually a message from my Nana from the other side? And that's why it's been so successful. I think this session is going to affect me my entire life, to be honest with you. And it kind of, it it empowered me and almost fueled me to the faith factor and to keep going and what I'm doing. So what's crazy is that prior to talking to Teresa, there was like an overwhelming amount of signs signals, and even, like I said, supernatural activity that is just like goes beyond any understanding. I have it all on film. It's just, it's things that you can't explain. And so if we're talking about closure and my closure, I think there was a lot of closure for spirit too, because there's been a great silence after Teresa's uh, session. And I think I'm okay with that. I feel like uh, there was closure on both sides. We spoke a little bit about mental health in our session and, and all of that. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak about that as well, because I'm not a person who just like talks about it and wants to talk about it to help other people. I live this every day. And my journey is so hardcore uh, where I have to dive into my own emotion. I have to dive into myself every day. And it, it could be a very scary experience, but also very rewarding. And as far as like mental health and mental illness and all that, I'm just glad that I had an opportunity to speak about that as well with my time um, with Teresa. And I'm going to continue to do that. And everything that she gave me during this was just so positive that I'm going to use that to expand on like what I've been doing and who I am and how I help the world. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.